Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP, the Sex Actually podcast. It is your host, Dave Neal. Uh, today's episode, as always, the amazing Tasha Courtney is joining me. And of course, we have a guest. Our guest this week is Nikki Davis Miller. Nikki Davis Miller is a very funny stand up comedian I've known for a very long time. We talk about her uh, divorce, her relationship she's in now, how um, she had to learn how to communicate in a certain way to, um, you know, make sense of deciding that she doesn't want to be with this guy anymore. And, you know, deciding that her feelings were more important than the relationship as a whole. And, you know, we talked about how she needed to um, get real and and be truthful and authentic to herself. Not easy conversations. Uh, It was a great chat. I loved that uh, uh, Nikki got into stand-up kind of, I don't want to say later in life, but in her mid-40s. And I think that's pretty badass when you want to pursue something new and you find a way to do it. We talk about that. We talk about her her route to um, pursuing this creative endeavor and uh, and what that's led to in the last eight years of doing stand-up. She's she's super funny. And um, we had a we had a pretty uh, spiritual chat as the conversation got going. Uh, talked a lot of because you know you know this podcast. If you're new, if you've never listened before, some episodes you know we'll have a talk about getting mugged in you know during a blowjob in Mexico, and then in the next episode we're we're on spirituality. We don't like to set an agenda. We don't like to pretend what like we like we know what we're going to get into when the episode starts. Some episodes lead us in different directions. In this one, I really loved. I think I think the second half of the episode, and that's that's how it always works. You know what I mean? You need to get the car running. You got to warm up the engine. You got to talk about some bullshit, and then just like an improv class, you know, you have to find out what's interesting about the scenario. And what we found interesting was our chat about um, self actualizing. You know the uh, layman's term for that sort of world is quote-unquote the secret you know the idea that if you ask for something you'll receive it and of course it's not as simple as that uh, we talk about leading with love and high frequencies of love and doing things that are, that um you're led to in a positive direction that's how you'll find the best case scenario good things happen when you do it with love do you know what I mean? So when we talk about relationships, we talk about um, you know f- finding finding the way that you can operate on your highest frequency, finding the way that you can get up every day and be a positive orb that goes down the hall. Because if you're some negative Nancy, because you're bitter, because you're not doing the shit you want to do in life, let me tell you something: you're not going to attract some savior perfect person. You're going to attract somebody who's also bitter, negative Nancy, you can kind of like complain together. You don't want someone you can complain together with unless you're driving and you want to make fun of other drivers like Tasha and I do. (laughs) Find the areas in life that you can complain together. But for the bigger picture things, look ahead with love. And we talk a lot about that. And I thought it was very interesting because I think it's the conversation we needed, but I don't think it was a conversation we expected to get. And that was what was cool. Um, Hey, big shout out to our new Patreon members. Tasha, we have two new Patreon members. Can I get a woo in the background? (laughs) We live for the Tasha woo. Uh, Tasha's wooing. We're up to 16. And look, that might not sound like a lot to you, but that's 16 people that have decided to take their credit card out of their wallet and type in the fucking security code and join our tiers. And that's 16 people that 
are are absolutely helping us out. It's um it's it's already accounted for more money than we've ever received from sponsors or things like that, and and we appreciate it. Uh, whether we have sixteen patrons or one or five hundred, it's the same amount of work. I'm still putting out solo episodes every week. Tasha and I are doing car cast episodes and other solo things. We're doing all behind the paywall because we're just trying to provide extra content for those people that can't afford to support us. And I hope you can look at it as money that's going right into our pockets for the podcast we're making and don't compare it to like say what you would spend for Hulu or HBO Go. We really appreciate that this money you know, is going directly towards our cause. We've upgraded the studio. I've painted it. I'm still working on it. There's still a couple holidays, as my grandfather called it, when there's spots where you miss painting. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at a corner and you go, yeah, that's not uh, done. That's not done yet. I still have to take care of that. But uh, we've upgraded the lighting system in here so we can make better video, uh, better video qualities. And I'm still hoping, I, I, I'm a little nervous, maybe it's Amazon Prime Day, I'll take I'll take uh, advantage of this. But I've been wanting to get these announcer headphones. So like when we do car cast episodes we can just put these headphones on and just talk and not have to hold a microphone while we're driving although i'll tell you some people have been worried like are you guys safe doing that it's super safe we're actually it's probably the safest thing we could be doing we're talking with our eyes on the road and it's um you know, it's, it's actually, that's how we get in the zone. Do you guys like last week's CarCast episode? You know, it's interesting. We put all this time and effort bringing guests on and we hear their point of view and this and that. And then we post an episode of us, you know, basically commuting back from vacation. And that becomes, one, you know, so very highly rated. People wrote in, they loved it. Tasha, people said that you were, sounded so happy. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, we've, you know, well, now we didn't even get breakfast. So you couldn't even say it was the food. I don't know what it was. We were just a, in a happy place. And we, we've been reading the book, The, um, the Perfection Detox. And we, we just started. We're, we're early into it. We're going slow. It's like jumping into a cold pool. We, we dipped our toes in. But um, boy, can you feel that the, um, the, the energy in the brain is sort of just scrambling around and, and readjusting itself. Some Rubik's Cube shit is going on in our brain. And it's true. You learn, you learn that you're ruminating this negativity. You learn that, and we talk about this on the podcast with Nikki, where you might think you're asking for something positive in life, but you're still sending off a negative attachment to it. Oh, I hope I can get that if my job just starts paying me more, or I hope I can travel more if, and you would just send these sort of like limitations in these um these these ideas that come attached with so much weight and then when we go dip into sleep at night we stop ruminating over the negativity sometimes sometimes you have dreams about all the things you're anxious about but the idea is is like look let's not change who we were yesterday let's not worry about who we were as a kid we can talk about who we are today and when this episode's over or right now if you feel inclined get out then get out take take out all the bullshit from your life get in your car and just think but don't overdo the negativity. Just think of like daydream, the positives, the things that you want in life. And then let's put an action plan together to make it happen. Anyway, somebody who's put an action plan together to make it happen is our buddy Christian. Now we have a buddy named, we have a couple friends named Christian, uh, one of which hasn't written in, let's see, the last time he wrote in was actually two, a year and a half ago. And he wrote in, Tasha, do you want to hear this uh, message we got from uh, one of our listeners? All right, we got a message from a listener. I'm making room here. We're going we're gonna to do an ultimate um, share of the mic here. Uh, my stream's on, yeah. Oh, I can turn it away. Tasha's got to put a shirt on. Oh, you guys, you guys think all of our episodes are done clothed? <laughs> Only when we have a guest here. 
But sometimes we have a guest here and we still go pantless. But you'll never see that because we like to keep the cameras above the waist. Christian, let's see, he wrote in last time. Um, he's from New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, he's 25. Last time he wrote in, he was he was just going through a breakup. Um, uh, he he's. I don't want to read his previous messages, but like he was going through a breakup and he just wanted to work on who he is. Cause you know, like we've said in the past, if you've got a problem, if you've got a problem with what you think you're attracting in life, you got to look in the mirror, right? You got to say, okay, why am I attracting? Um, why, why is everyone ghosting on? I always tell people this. If, if you're being ghosted on, sure. You might be dating. You might just have bad luck. You might be dating someone. So maybe this person had problems. But if you're, but also if you're being ghosted on, or if relationships are kind of like fizzling out, don't take it as them like rejecting your inner essence of who you are. But maybe they're not vibing with your work habits, or or maybe maybe you have too, uh, maybe you're too like laser focused on work. Maybe you you weren't paying enough attention to them. You need to look at um, kind of like your own. You know, do your own laundry there. You coming, Tasha? Tasha's getting a shirt on. I think she's putting a poncho on. <laughs> Tasha, you should start a um you should make a clothing line for clothes you can wear as pajamas, but then then would be acceptable outside. I think that would be nice. Um I'm gonna start reading it, okay? He wrote, hello, buddy. It's been quite a long time since I wrote to the pod. I listen to you uh, pretty frequently. Last we spoke, I just had a kind of big breakup. I mentioned, last time he wrote in was a year and a half ago, he had a breakup. He said, I mentioned I put myself on the mission to rebuild and improve myself. So far, I think I'm doing a good enough job. I developed and expanded my social circles. I learned and took new hobbies. I was in several casual relationships, nothing too serious, but healthy enough to keep me happy. I got the opportunity to date fun and interesting people. I do not want to bore you with the details of all my experiences humble bragging however i can tell you that i was the most it was the most fun i had in my life oh congratulations on having that fun um at tasha you read fast don't read ahead of me here i know tasha's gonna be reading fast she's a quick reader at the end of the at the end of last year i met this wonderful woman named r she's sweet caring talented and incredibly smart we met through hinge oh that's a good, good dating site hinge we had a we had a great back and forth we spent about a week talking before we officially met i invited her to go axe throwing Oh, this is fucking cool. This No way this is going to go wrong. Hope that doesn't backfire. Uh, there's a bar near... By the way, Tasha, would you go axe, uh, would you go axe throwing? Sure. Want to go axe throwing? Sure. Okay, we're going to do axe, axe throwing and glass blowing. That's on our list of shit to do. Um, he wrote, uh, there's a bar near where you, nearby where you get a set of axes and a bunch of targets to throw at while drinking. I figured it would be interesting enough thing to do that and she would be excited to try it and I have quite a bit of experience doing it so it would be something that she would be very impressed by. <laughs> Why do you have experience throwing axes? <laughs> I love it. Uh, for, the day, uh, for the day, I planned a nice dinner at a small Italian restaurant. Afterwards, we went to the axe throwing place. We were having such a good time that we didn't want the date to end so we decided to go watch a movie. We got a midnight viewing of Oc- Aquaman. I uh, hope you made her Jason Momoa to get the juices going. <laughs> hey, let the guy with the long hair do the job. Since we both are kind of, since we both are kind of geeky, we were very, we very much enjoyed it. By this time, we were pretty comfortable with each other. As we were walking out, I grabbed her and pulled her close, and I gave her a kiss, which she uh, reciprocated. It was a gamble, and I took my chances. Uh, Aquaman over here made his lady wet. I added that part. <laughs> it was a gamble, and I took my chances. My man. Uh, life's about gambling brother afterwards we spend about an hour talking in the car about whatever nonsense went through our heads at the moment safe to say we had a great first date she was definitely a game changer for more than one reason we took our time getting to know each other and 
emotionally speaking, and also physically. We went through every stage, always making sure we both felt comfortable with each other. I took her out for dinner on Valentine's, and a couple of days after, I asked her to be my girlfriend. I know people say it all the time, but it's true. Being completely honest with my partner has been incredibly crucial for our relationship. Brings up the best version of myself. She enjoys when I plan something thoughtful for her, and it doesn't have to be something big. She loves the sentiment behind it. On her birthday, I got her a cryptex, which is a small cylinder that has wheels with the alphabet. I assembled it in a way that by, they really are nerds. <laughs> I love this. You're doing some national treasure shit over here. I love this. I assembled it in a way that she would need to spell out a specific word to open it up. I gave her a clue and I let her figure it out. When she opened it, she found out it contained small mementos from our first date. She really loved that one. I kind of impressed myself too. It's been it's been a little over half a year since we met. I, don't, I do not want to seem too eager, but it feels like she is the one for me. I know it can be a bit soon, but I feel it in my soul. We're not going to do anything rash. We're just taking our time and going through the stages. We love each other, and that, to me, is the most important thing right now. I know relationships are work and take time to build, but I feel confident we can take on anything. I guess I have a question for you. When did you exactly know Tasha was the one for you? Was it an epiphany type of situation, or you knew from day one? Now you're regretting asking me to come here to read this letter. <laughs> no, I already I already read the letter. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. When I first bought Tasha a cryptex <laughs> on her third date, we I've done some sweet things. I'll say I, I thought about this. I thought about this because you wrote this last week. And when was the first time I thought Tasha was the one for you? And I've and I've said it before. Can, do, you, do you remember? It was before we dated. You thought I was the one for Christian? No, I thought you were the one for me. You you don't remember? It was when we went. It was when we went to the desert. It was a very spiritual moment. We went to the desert for like a for like a sunrise event. And you drug your feet the whole time. You were like so resistant to everything about that trip. You mean you mean about going? And even once we were there, you were you were still in your shell. You think so? Yeah. How does that make you feel? What do you mean? Like how do, like how do you feel knowing that? That I was like, do you think I was nervous? Wait, like, what do you yeah. mean, shell? You were just reserved. You were very reserved there. I, I think you opened up, but like that party went on till sunrise. Yeah, we got high and we just danced. We were dancing by ourselves in the desert around like a rave, and um, we drove there. And you had to drive like ten. By the way, that's what ruined my convertible. By the way, you had to drive on sand for like 10 miles at 20 miles an hour and you couldn't stop. And the, there was a camper in front of us. And we're talking like, this is where do only dune buggies should be going. The camper in front of us was like swaying back and forth, right? We, we remember, do you remember that? Do you remember thinking that that, that shit was going to just tip? Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, you don't remember that? Oh my gosh, the fucking shit you'll do for a date. Anyways, that wasn't a date. We were, we were like friends, but it was, I think it was like, it, we went from going on hikes in the daytime to like spending an overnight, not kissing once. I didn't even try to make a move on you. Were you surprised by that? No. I, w- I mean, I, I wanted to, but I also, you know, I was kind of like, I, I don't want to blow it, but I, I th- and no, oh, and then, the, oh, you know, you know what it was? It was the next morning. We were both, we hadn't really slept. We might've slept like 10 minutes at a time in the, in the desert. But the next morning we went to that, um, that dino diner place with, they've got those dinosaur statues outside. And, um, it's in the middle of the desert. We were, we, we drove home with the top down. We have a photo of it. We have a couple photos of it. And, and yeah, that was my moment where I was like driving down with the top down. I was like, I could, I think this, I, I think I could enjoy having this 
companion with me for the rest of my life. And that wasn't before we, we might have kissed before. I think we might have had a kiss. I don't know. Maybe not. So what happened that here we are five years later and you haven't made any more moves? I've made a lot of small moves and, um, you know, I think, I think there's big things for us ahead, but I think what it all boils down to is still enjoying a car ride with somebody. You know, there's a lot of other explorations that we do, but I think some of the best times we've had have been very simple times where it's not about where we're going, but it's about sort of our, I don't know, our road trip vibes together. I think that's where we're at our strongest. And I think that's why people enjoyed the car cast so much last week, because we we were able to get rid of a lot of the other noise from life, noise from Los Angeles, noise from jobs. And we were able to just drive. And I think with a relationship, you have to sort of try to filter out that noise so you can just drive. You know, it's like when you record an episode on the wrong frequency and it comes out sounding really bad. Guys, by the way, this episode that's coming out that I'm about to air in the next couple minutes for you, I fucked up. I was cleaning my Zoom H6 mixer, which is what records our podcast, and I hit the wrong frequency button, so it saved it at the lowest. It, this is it basically like if you watched a movie from the 1960s. That's what it's going to sound like to you. But don't worry. I think we cleaned it up enough, and it'll sound fine. The content... It's almost beautiful. The content in it's so so gold that I think it's worth listening to. And I think it'll be fine. It just won't be as crystal clear as this voice. But anyway, Tasha, I wanted to ask you and and be honest, don't be don't hide behind your snark. Is there a moment that you can remember where you thought I was the one? Don't look at me like that. I know I'm putting you on the spot. I- you're asking me to remember a moment right now? No, I don't remember any moment. How about like a cluster of moments, an idea? Was it when I lived in the valley and you came up to visit me and you'd bring your laundry? Was it when I was it when you realized the dog really liked me? Was that your litmus test if the dog really likes me? Yeah, the the dog crying every time you leave the house is kind of a sign. Oh, honey. Anyway, the point is, Christian, good fucking luck. Got, hey, no, don't leave yet. Don't leave yet. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna touch this one. That's my key to walk away. Um, good luck, Christian. I appreciate it. I definitely, I definitely get choked up when I read stuff like this because here's a guy who's put the work in. And it doesn't mean it's over, buddy. And you know that. It doesn't mean the work is done. But you put the work in to get yourself to a point where you could ask a girl to go axe throwing. Look, if you're not a cool guy, if you're a little creepy and you ask your girl to throw axes, ain't going to go well, okay? Ain't going to go well. But you were able to pull that off, get a nice relationship, and then share your story with us. And we really appreciate that. Right, right, Tasha? Isn't that really cool that he shared that with us? Yes. That takes a lot for like somebody to just like open up like that and share something very vulnerable. So we appreciate that. We should send him a post. Should we send him a postcard? Christian, let me know. I know you're in Connecticut. Let me know your address, and we're going to send you a postcard. And um, and again, we really appreciate it. And then this episode that we're about to air with Nikki Davis Miller, Tasha, anything you want to say about it? It was a little surprise coming in that what we got into. No, it's a really good episode. What What are your favorite episodes of the podcast? Like, what do you think is our sort of like master? I just like a really good, open, honest conversation. I don't care what it's about, but I thought it was really cool. Some of the law of attraction stuff we were talking about. And uh, yeah, it was cool. It was a fun conversation. And then we, and then Tasha this morning began her meditative sequences. We're doing half hour meditation. I'm kidding. We, uh, we're working on it, folks. Thanks for joining me, Tasha. We're going to get right into this episode. Um, I'm, I just wanted to share that with you. And again, as I mentioned before, um, if, if you have a hard time hearing, if this audio doesn't work with you, um, just 
I'm sorry. Don't leave us a bad review over it. It'll never happen again. This is episode 345. It's the first time I messed this audio up so bad. The problem is, is it sounded good in our ears. And then when I went to go play it, normally it's like a two gigabyte file. Instead, it was 25 megabytes before I like compressed it down. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. But I'm going to clean it up as best as possible for you guys. And um, again, thank you so much to Lydia and Daniel, our two new Patreon subscribers. Um, I think Lydia's from North Carolina. And Daniel, I think, is from... uh, the uk which is really cool so he's paying us in pounds um we appreciate um the, the monarch supporting us we appreciate north carolina and i hope you guys enjoy all the extra content what are you looking at me for okay tasha said i don't know if you could hear that if you if if you can't if the, if you don't have the funds to join the patreon we totally understand but we're still going to schlep it anyway and for those that have joined it we do recognize like how you know trust me every time i wake up like this morning and i get an email that's like daniel join the patreon i go fuck yeah fuck yeah he did because it's first of all it's it's nice because monetarily it, it's really helping us out but also it's nice to know we have the support out there because i know people that have launched patreons that that literally after a month they didn't get one person they didn't get one person and the best part of this patreon is it's really no one we know except for vic Everyone else, I mean, but we only know Vic through the podcast. Uh, you know, Jess joined. We had one of our podcast guests join, which is really sweet of her. But most people, oh, oh, you know what? Brew Baker joined too. He's a good friend. Aside from that, uh, it's been uh, just just random listeners, and we really appreciate that. So every week we have new content coming up. Um, tomorrow I'm recording an episode with Jonesy where we're going to do another weird AF news, and that's just good evergreen material. You can listen to all the past episodes. It's stuff that you know you can just pop in the car and enjoy. But anyway, as Tasha mentioned, if you have a pro, if you can't join the Patreon, we totally understand. No pressure. Continue listening to the free episodes. We appreciate you. What you can do if if you do want to share us is the best way to support us. And just screen grab you listening to the podcast or the podcast app. Give it a screen grab. Tag at the dot sap. Tag Tasha Courtney. Tag D Niels. Tag us in it, and we'll share it. We'll just we'll show the internet that we're having fun because that's the key. That's what I'm learning. We um I just posted my posers video. Have you guys seen it yet on my Instagram? my personal Instagram at D Niels. It's a video where my buddy Channing, past guest and myself go do play by play announcing of random ladies taking Instagram photos in Hollywood. Um, you know, cause there's all these murals that, that like women line up to take photos in front of mainly women, some men, but mainly women. And it's, and it's really fun. So we're doing play by play as if we're watching a sporting event of women posing different ways. And it's, it's, it was a ton of fun. It was a great video. And you know, we were able to post it on Instagram and it gets 2000 views right away. So it's like, there is a, power behind instagram and youtube and facebook so when we share these things people are looking for new content they are and you know it's really hard in the itunes world to get recognized you know we're like 1300th which is great being 1300th in the world is not bad out of 800,000 podcasts it's not bad at all but you really want to be in the top 100 top 200 to, to like really command some attention and and get unique people you know that's a problem is we all of our listeners we've kind of like had to fight to find We've had to fight to find you and you guys have had to fight to find us. And that's great. But now it's like, okay, I think it's time to like get the snowball growing, going a little bit and like, let's form an avalanche and we're going to do that. But again, share, thank you for sharing us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for rating and reviewing. And we're going to start this episode up again. I apologize for the sound quality. I truly do, but I have to upload it as it is. It's good enough to upload. It's just not as crisp and clear as you know, I like, and you know, I'm super anal about this. So anyway, I'll never let this happen again. I hope you guys can still listen to it because it's a really uh, great episode. So enjoy my chat with Tasha Courtney and Nikki Davis Miller. <laughs> 
three named guest, Nikki oh. Davis Miller. How are you? Oh, well, thank you. I didn't realize I was your first try namer. <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong. I just said that, but I feel like we haven't had a. This is your number three forty-five. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah lots of sap over here. I'm, and I'm so excited to talk to you because whenever I've heard your stand-up, you always it's always it seems to always be sex-related. Like there's a lot of there's you have some really? sex-related. Tell me, because I don't even realize it. Um, or or relationship-based. Oh yeah, I you guess know. So, yeah. And I don't want to I don't want to burn your material, but oh, I, I, I will say that I love when you mention that the audience members are are younger than your oldest abortions. Oh, okay, right. Was, yes, I was trying to word that right. <laughs> I was like, that's always a nice. It's a good way to warm up. <laughs> Start with a nice abortion joke. Let them know where they're, where they're. Yeah, let them know what's going to happen in the, in the next few minutes. I have a lot of questions to ask you because. I don't know you that well, but I've known you for a long time. And that's yeah. how it is with, like, comedy. You see people, I've seen you for, like, half a decade, probably. Yeah, five years. And I know some of your material, but not, like, you personally. And then I saw you maybe two weeks ago at a stand-up show. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I haven't talked to you in literally forever. But, like, how, how, how did you get where you are today doing stand-up? Like, where are you from? What's, what's your deal? Okay, I'm from California. From uh, Okay, born in Virginia. Six months later, parents moved to um here. Can you guys hear me, by the yeah. way? Yeah, okay. I just turned you up. Okay, just wasn't sure because I couldn't hear myself in the monitor. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even crank you right here. It's not a big deal. Is that, I just, is that, is that that's better? totally great. I just want to make sure this you guys can hear me. That's you. Yeah. Okay, sorry for the technical. Uh, is that better? That's your ears it's now. It's way better. Okay. If it's, is that too loud? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm never too loud in my own ears. See, we would never know this until we actually start. Like, we don't, you know what I mean? We're always like, we'll say, we'll spend 10 minutes getting ready and then we'll turn it on and then, like, the memory Still, card doesn't work. our listeners are like, come on, get it together. They guys. love it. They love knowing you're not in some professional studio. We're in the, that's this true. is home cooking right here. Uh, yes, this isn't sure some, like, is. BuzzFeed studio with the big, you know, ass speaker. You know, no, this is. Homegrown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Homegrown. Anyway, sorry. So you're so homegrown. California yes, after Virginia. Right. Then we moved here. Um, and I lived here for my whole life. And then I I, I didn't really do any acting. or I, I always kind of wanted to do commercials. And I always kind of wanted to do comedy. But I was way too insecure to get into commercials and didn't have, like, any roads in. And then with comedy, I was always kind of like, I don't know how. I don't even know how to write a joke. Like, I remember trying to write jokes as a kid, and they usually all ended up in something about a butt. Yeah. And, uh, and they weren't very funny. So was it just like a dirty secret you kept to yourself? Like, oh, I wish I could have done that, but you just assumed it would have never happened? I guess so, yeah. And I was just always kind of funny with my friends. I was, like, voted, you know, whatever, most entertaining and most... I went to a small school, so they came up with these elaborate names. Most likely to be the stand-up comedian opening for the reunion of Led Zeppelin, which... Really? Yeah, which is stupid... <laughs> Do they have comedians for Led Zeppelin? Well, D- John Bonham's been dead since like 1981, <laughs> so I don't think they're coming back. But like that's no, I know that's a weird thing. Yeah, you, I think someone thought they were being. So clever. you had oh. you had people that believed in your comedic voice, apparently. And, but and was that enough of a spark to get you to try it? That wasn't until that was high school. This was I didn't start comedy until I was 40, 44. How old am I now? Fifty one. You tell me. Yeah, uh, I've been doing this for eight years, so. Wow. And you're 51 right now. So I you think started I started at 43. 43. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was like the 43 year old open micer, which is so hot. That's amazing. <laughs> eight, is eight? that the most nerve wracking thing? The first time you go on stage. The first time. The second time. The third time. Where, the was, it, where was your first time? time? Um, <laughs> 
Uh, I talk about sex. Um, your first time was at, well, I did Pretty Funny Women. I did like the, okay. the class, right? Nobody laughed at anything I said. Really? Nobody. I thought it was supposed to be like a very supportive environment. Listen, they're <laughs> nice girls, but they just, we don't, we didn't share the same comedic sensibilities, I guess. I don't know. I just felt like they just didn't get me. But I had like this weird uh, epiphany. You know when you see something and you're just in your head and you know it's going to happen? I, ha- I had just like a weird flash of me. Like a premonition almost? Yeah, like of me just killing it on my first show. I had no reason to think that I would. <laughs> <laughs> Did my first open mic at, what was it, Sunset uh, Sunset Grill? Do you guys know that place? Nope. It's on, it was, I don't even think it's open anymore. It was on Sunset, obviously. Um, and it was. I did one joke, and then I ran out of the room. Do you remember the joke? Yes. You want to say it for us? I, I said, um, <laughs> I hate Christian rock bands. I just think Jesus deserves better. <laughs> uh, it's so bad. And then it goes into, uh, I don't need some spiky-haired guy from uh, JCDC uh, telling me, how, I forget, telling me how awesome God is. And then I would do this act out of like, awesome God. And then make everybody in the room just be like, "Oh my god, what is she doing?" And you look like you could have been like a like a church group mom, you know. I, I just kind of look that way. I know I don't feel that way. So when people say that, it's kind of funny to me. No, it's actually really it's true. It's like you've got you know you've got the type of comedy where you're you're probably more crude than you look. You do look like a nice librarian. I'm so happy that that's the case because I think I can get away with saying a little more crude. Oh yeah, absolutely. yeah. It makes you like versatile. It's sneaky. Yeah, if I walked up there with that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like sticky with my abortion joke. No, well, everyone, everyone listening has something they wish they would try, but think they're too old or whatever and it's it is incredible i mean you know you hear the Rodney dangerfields didn't pick he didn't pick it up t- until his mid-40s and you hear all the, you know all these different people that kind of like found something later on in life you have the ability to have this like perspective of like you know just your your age really it's just like you've seen shit and then versus like a 20 year old who tries to stand up for the first time like what are they what are you talking you, about? i would have had nothing to talk about yeah i mean i even if i did i wouldn't have known it I started at 26. I didn't have anything to talk about. I still don't, but like, you know, no, but you know what I mean? It's just like you, you, you start like you're eight years in, you're starting. That's like a fun, it's fun. It it must be, doesn't it feel nice to not have to do the first eight years again? Jesus Christ. (laughs) You ever think about that? How many clothes have you ruined with flop sweat? I mean, there's nothing (laughs) smellier than flop sweat. Just like going to the ha ha and standing up at those mics and just having people just, you just feel horrible. It's awful. You know, now you can get Botox injected into your armpit so you don't sweat. (laughs) I wish somebody would have told me that before I ruined all my clothes. <laughs> Eight years ago, before you were dripping sweat. Were you getting things. hit on by the other new comics? Um, yeah, and the old comics, too, because they didn't know, like, they never know how long the girls are going to stay. Usually they're in and out very quickly, so no pun intended. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, there's a revolving door of people that try comedy. They kind of scratch the itch. They go, okay, cool, but no thanks. I can't commit well, to Well, I guess it. it's not for everybody, but I think... If you get up there and you have, like, a good set and you get a good laugh, like, even if you're just a beginner, that's almost enough to keep you, like, wanting back, wanting to come back for more. Sure. It's addicting. Tasha tried stand-up <gasps> kind of accidentally. Oh, I wish I would we, know. We were, I, I, he's... We so were we were doing okay. our mimosa stand up show, which we'd love to have you on. That would we'll, be great. we'll get you on one of our mimosa stand up shows. And they were paving the road right next to the comedy club. Like it was on a Sunday and they were paving the road and all the power pretty much went out. Like the spotlight power. So like there was like this power surge and I needed to like work on it. But like the crowd was ready to go. So I was like, Tasha, come up and talk to him. Oh and yeah, and you told the joke, you gotta laugh. I did. I told a joke and I got a laugh. It's the one joke I know. It's a dad joke. What, what was it? it? 
What did the Pink Panther say when he walked across the anthill? What? Dead ant. Dead ant. Dead ant. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only joke I know. It's got a pause break. Yeah, yeah no, no, I did. Pause break. <laughs> and I'm like, Danny you're getting me? That was my act out. Oh, I love that you did the act out. Did you, but did you feel like you, do you ever think? I felt like. I never wanted to do that, and oh. I never want to do it again. I got Tasha to do improv. Yeah, you see. Another <gasps> thing that I never wanted to do. <laughs> you I did just it one think, time, or you did the no, whole. No, I did the whole first level. We should have a show called Tasha tries. We just like make her try shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. but you know, every agency is like, you have to do improv. Yeah. So you know, I did it. It sucked. No one thought I was funny. I wasn't funny. She's lying. She actually, she actually did really well. I watched it. She doesn't know because when you're performing for the first time, you're blacked out. Adrenaline. That's true. She has yeah. no idea. She was doing, act, she was doing big act, she was doing big act outs in the That's scene, amazing. getting laughs. That's amazing. Getting laughs. But anyway, it's People okay. People just laugh because I look stupid. I wish I videotaped it. I would have killed to have that video. <laughs> I didn't get it. But I had a full-blown panic attack <gasps> on the way. Oh, like, no. I was, like, sobbing in the car on the way to the show. Oh, like, my God. G- crying hysterically. Comedy's I don't not handle. Easy. <laughs> it's the nerves. I understand why people oh say God. they have to poop their pants. <laughs> I just do Xanax, I, but pooping in your pants works. Oh, Xanax, that's a good one. I, have, I don't even know. If you don't poop. You don't have to take a shit before a good stand-up that's show. That's what he always says. Not oh usually. I'm it's, talking about. Usually, like, I'll hold it just to sort of keep the energy in. I don't want to let it all out. No, you know? it's a war thing. Maybe it's a guy thing. Oh. You know, back in the day, you know, you'd have to fight a grizzly bear. All of a sudden, pff, shit yourself. <laughs> Evacuate. <laughs> be ready to run. It's a fight or flight thing. Yes. I don't know where I fall into the fight or flight. It does. Does shit mean I fight or does it mean I flight? I feel like you shit. You're ready to run and get the fuck out of yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. but you yeah. have to take three minutes while the bear is just like <laughs> gonna wait. And it happens like, and it's like not something you can prepare for because it's 12 minutes before you're at, supposed to be on stage. It's like it's always like a, it's like a very, it's. I'm I'm sorry for the people listening that are trying to you know eat this over dinner. Which why would you be listening to the podcast over dinner? But you know we've all got our things. But it's yeah, you, you freaked out before your improv. I was gently like I didn't know that if that would happen, but I I felt bad, but also like you were gonna you know you didn't quit, and that's the important thing. Imagine freaking out and not doing it. Oh, people do that. No, you made it that far. You invested your four hundred dollars or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you better perform that show. Life. You better graduate. Yeah. One hundred and one. I, I took a comedy class when I was first in L.A. and and I'm the only one from the comedy class that does stand up now. But um, you know that was seven or eight years ago. And I and I and I lived in Santa Monica, and I drove to the Haha. And for those that don't know the geography of that, driving from Santa Monica to the High is in uh, 75 minutes. I mean, like, during that time of day, it's oh not that. God, I drove yeah. three, maybe, maybe, at least three, maybe four days in a row to the open mic at the Haha and didn't do it. I oh, didn't, I no. didn't do it. Was it my mic? It could have been. Because I was hosting probably, well. 2012. No, I didn't start hosting probably until like maybe halfway into that year, maybe 2013. Yeah. No, wait. Yeah, 2013. But on the fifth day. Yeah. <laughs> Christ, on the fifth day, Dave did a mic. On the fifth day, I did it. I did about nine minutes of material so in five on minutes. Those first, I didn't oh, breathe. you just went right through it. Those first four days, did you like go and sit in the audience and just 
decide not to go up, or did you go and like sit in the parking lot? I walked lot? to the back alley. This is the old haha. There's that little back alley area. Yeah. There's a little back there. I just walked back there. I was going over my set. I was like, ah, you know what? I'll just keep riding some more, and I'll come back tomorrow. And I just I convinced myself not to do it. And I don't feel like bad about that because I did it. I bombed. Baby steps. I bombed when I finally did it, and then I think the next week was my showcase show at the comedy store, and that and I and it and it went really well. It was, yeah. It doesn't necessarily great material, but I had a good set. Wouldn't you say Tasha was there? Sure. It was a good set. I mean, yeah. I, I brought people. It was a bringer show. You know what I mean? But anyway, who boy. I mean, how many people out there in in whatever field it is they want to do got to the doorstep and didn't walk through? Because for whatever reason, we're built with this protector sort of you yeah, know thing that's supposed to stop fear. us. Mm-hmm. What's it doing? You know, like what is that? Well, I think it's supposed to protect you. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's like an evolutionary thing. I think it's supposed to protect you. Now, so you. how long did you want to do stand-up before you actually did your mic? Um, let's see. So I, I decided I wanted to do it in, like, December, and I told a friend of mine. And then two weeks later, I went to a rap party for another – was it a rap? No, birthday party for a makeup artist on a show. A friend of mine was on the show. And so I met a whole bunch of people at this Christmas party or birthday party, whatever it was, and I met this woman. So it was literally two weeks after I just proclaimed it into the universe that I wanted to do this. And then I met this woman, and I go – uh, you know, we were like, blah, 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 who are you? What do you do? She goes, oh, I do stand-up, and I'm a, um, I'm a mom, and I do the makeup on the thing. And I was like, you do stand-up? Like, tell me more. And then she told me about this class, and then I had to wait till next February to do the class. And then I think, it, what was it, like seven weeks? And then I had a showcase at, the, at Flappers. Um, so the open mic was probably somewhere in... Yeah, I don't know. I lost track of the question. How did your showcase question. go? The showcase was amazing. I did. I think I did better than anybody. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and um, <laughs> well, you have actual punchlines. Like you, you, well, you, you I like mean, a good joke. You have good joke structure. But uh, I mean, this was eight years ago. So I mean, I just told you my first joke, and that joke was on that <laughs> set. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was probably the best that I had had for you know, like you. It's hard to recapture the amazingness of the first set if that happens to be like because everything's kind of downhill after that <laughs> it really is even my second set i was like wah, wah, you know i feel like it's downhill until you have an audience that's there to see you again and i feel like that takes years to build back up no, I, brought- I don't think i've had an audience come to see me like like yeah, i'm talking like fans you know what i mean like, oh, okay, you do that yeah. you do that first set you've got like eight friends from work and they're all excited and they're going to cheer for you no matter what good but then you're 10 years in you're 15 years in then you actually have people that showed up because they appreciate what you do right those people are going to fucking laugh they're right. bringing their friends they're like okay we're all they're like they're already hyped up they're you know your premises are already like verified they're ready to go and they like you yeah that's or, a big difference. Yeah. Are you out there? Hello. Do you yeah. like us? What are you doing? <laughs> Subscribe to the podcast. Join the Patreon. Um, but yeah, so pretty funny women. T- tell me about like the what because that's been around for a long time, right? Yeah, I think it was maybe around a few years before I started it. Um, started you know taking the class. It's just a it's a woman named Lisa Sunstead, and she um, started it for so it was like a safe place for women to go and learn comedy. Um, it's you. A lot of them are actresses and models and things like you're saying, like who, like whose agents are like, hey, you need to like do this for your resume. But then there's a lot of people who are really legitimately want to be comics, and then she helps you sort of uh, with writing exercises to put together five minutes of material, and then you do your first showcase, and uh, and that's that, and then you just keep going from there. And and um, now now forgive me for like asking, I'm, I'm like backwards interviewing now because I or, or, are you div- were you married? I was married. Okay, because I want to talk about that, but yeah. I wasn't sure because I only know your. That you're, from you're from your yeah from your <laughs> sets and I'm like which maybe she wasn't so oh, you right. so this is post this is post marriage is that like a different life that you lived uh, yeah like, well I was still married when I started doing comedy 
And then I don't feel like I even had anything to write about because I was going through so much with my marriage at the time that I just was keeping it all inside. And then once I was finally like, all right, we're getting divorced, it was like game on. I can actually be myself and just talk about stuff. How long were you married and how, how did that kind of unravel? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was married for 10 years and I don't know how it unraveled. We just kind of grew, end up growing apart a little bit. Like, um, he's still, he's a wonderful person and I, and I still am in contact with him. He's a lot younger than me. Um, I don't know. It's just, he, I started realizing like anything's possible and he, I felt like he was kind of like, I don't know if I can ever move past where I am right now because there was always something there and that was like just like work wise yeah like work, but like for his dream wise. yeah exactly okay and then so like spiritually the, you, you grew I feel like way. I did yeah I grew out of that and then I don't know if I did the right thing by just like leaving it I you know but sometimes you need that freedom I mean you said it yourself like there were no jokes and then yeah. when you when it was when it was time to move on and you felt that relief that like freedom then there were jokes well you're yeah. able to be honest with yourself yeah. finally yeah yeah because it's true that so many people in relationships have to fool themselves I had to fool they, myself. I had to fool everybody around me. Yeah, you have to fool yourself. And when you, you realize, say fool, what do you mean? Well, because there are plenty of people in relationships that just aren't working. They're not working, but they have to convince themselves that it is working or that we can work through this or that whatever it is, you convince yourself. You paint all those red flags white and you just keep <laughs> yeah, on trucking. You know, you just keep you show on up marching. for Christmas dinner and, you know, you're just whatever and you're trying to make the family think everything's wonderful and, and but it's, it's hard fun. to hold up that facade it's exhausting mm-hmm. it's exhausting and i started to have a breakdown even just from that i was just like i can't i can't even do this like you, you're gonna have to go to your parents without me i can't even do this anymore. because you felt like you weren't being authentic to like where you guys were actually at i mean i, I don't know if that i could have put it into those words at that time but looking back yeah absolutely i think it was just like it was yeah i was already my personality was just being pulled apart in two different directions and i couldn't handle it anymore cuz we've we've uh, so with our podcast we've we've uh, pretty much done this uh, it's you know like i said 345 years and we've wow. you know I, I think the the key is to try to grow side by side and that's what's hard because sometimes you you might be getting more sunlight than the other person and then and then you know i'll i'll have a busy month or tasha will be slammed with work and then we'll get an opportunity or like when one of us gets a cool opportunity but it doesn't involve the other one it's like there aren't many other career paths where like i think you can't always share in each other's success do you know what i mean like if you were just in some traditional nine to five it's like you're on your trajectory i'm on mine but it's like here it's like sometimes tasha you get some cool shit i just can't partake in it you know what i mean and i'm like i'm happy for you but like i'm not but then like we will also sometimes book jobs together and that's like the ultimate like cool. what kind of jobs do you guys book together that's really cool i think it's only happened a few times like like the only big one was Royal Caribbean. We did a print campaign, oh, so we got so cool. we got a week vacation with all the excursions filmed. You know, which they never yeah, even that used was our the photos. coolest <laughs> job ever, pretty much. Wow. So hopefully, with, we can do some more of that. Swimming with whale sharks. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, we want to talk about anxiety. That was <laughs> I vacated <laughs> my bowels and I had a dry suit on. <laughs> that was that weird. I was chum. I was Not like anymore. Yeah. <laughs> all the feeder fish were coming after me. I, that was like two hour. That was like a two hour boat ride in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, there's that nothing was, appealing about that to me in any way except for the paycheck on that one. That I was, was pure uh, paycheck. I was 100% <laughs> terrified about swimming with the whale sharks just because 
Whale sharks are not the only thing in that water. Like, yeah, they might be nice, but there's, like, plenty of <laughs> other scary stuff in the ocean, and it's just deep and dark. It's like, the ocean. Yeah. When you're that far out in the ocean, it's not, like, crystal clear blue waters of the Caribbean where you can see your toes. It's pitch black, and you don't see a whale shark coming until it's literally about to hit you. Like, oh, my God. It was, and it was everyone black. else legally was supposed to be wearing um, life vests, but be, for the shoot, we didn't wear life vests, so we were just floating around, oh which was actually God. fine. And we had wetsuits on, which were pretty buoyant. And like I said, I shit my pants and that. <laughs> we had all these things. But no, it was, it was, yeah, that's an amazing, like, that was an amazing thing where we go, we need to figure out how to scam the system to do more of that type of shit. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? But also, like, with comedy, it's always like, oh, I just want to be able to build an audience where I can perform in places where Atasha can also do her thing. Yeah. Travel in, like, an airstream. And it's like, it sounds crazy to say, but it's like, why not? Why not? You know, like we're living in this world of like microcurrency where everyone, no matter what you're selling t-shirts or a blog, you just need your own email list. You need your own following and you have to like deliver and be a funny comic, but you just like, you know, so just like doubling down on how that can happen because time after time, we're just reminded by like the failures we face when we're going against like these production houses and like the studios, you know what I mean? They'll just shit on you nonstop when there's an audience waiting to hear you in the real world. In comics, we get to talk right to the audience. Whereas like actors have to audition to see if they're the right type to, it's like, it's so, it's so backended the way that all works. I don't know. And you have to deal with that too, Tasha with modeling where it's like, you know, that's why social media is good because you can like just build a fan base. They can just find you versus, right. you know, having to be this perfect ethnic like concoction that they want. Like we were the white couple for that <laughs> for that trip, which is funny because like I was I, I was fat. They didn't use one of my photos. You were fat? I don't look good shirtless. <laughs> not not on a billboard. This isn't a billboard shirtless. You got dad bod. I have large like nipples. Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob. I have Our uh, large nipple dinner plates for nipples. Oh, we're advertising to regular Americans who just exactly. want to go on a regular yeah. cruise. They don't want to hang out with George Supermodel. Yeah. <laughs> they, they actually matched Tasha up with one of the dads who was like actually like you know a swimmer who had a good body. What was his name again? Um, he was a nice guy. Kai. And then I and then I was like in the background, just the guy in the background. I think <laughs> you I just got even together. I, was, I think I just got cucked. I think that's, that's no longer my girlfriend. I don't know that's that. hilarious. But. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I'll take the, I'll take those jobs whenever they come. But it's like you know that's not that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to just tell jokes in front of people. But and then but like this week I'm going to well, I probably even say well I'm going to Portland to open for uh, Jay Hollingsworth. Oh my god, but that's it's great. Like, yeah, and it's like I'm gonna break eat like barely not yeah. even, not even break you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because we were gonna I was gonna drive up with them, but uh, everyone's coming from a different place, so we're just all flying in. But it's gonna be like you know that's just what you have to do. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like that's like you know you you might lose fifty bucks on the weekend. But like, it's worth it to be able to get that experience to do that amount of time at this at once. What do you get? Are, are you? I'll, uh, do, I'll be doing like twelve to fifteen up front. That's and then great. And you know how many shows you you do with seven? Him? I think that's great. Saturday, I think they do like three or four. They have like a six p.m. show. They do it like yeah, it's a it's a lot. It's yeah. at Harvey's Comedy Club. If anyone's in Portland, Oregon, go watch. But um, <laughs> we did it last year and it was a blast. It's just like, but it's like the type of crowd that no one's going to be there to see him. No one's going to be there to see me. It's just going to be people that don't really know what they're going to get, and that's that's fun because that makes you I think work harder as a comic when like the audience is like some some you know party that got free tickets you know it's horrible yeah. you hate it but like that's just what it no, is no it's good and it's still fun. i've never had a, i don't think i've ever had a set that wasn't even regardless of how shitty it was 
that wasn't fun. Like afterwards, I was like, that was fun, even if it was total garbage. As long as, ever, as long as you're not the only one who bombs. As long as everyone's equally <laughs> well, bombs. that's happened, but yeah. <laughs> so, you sta- so you started out, you were married when you started out in, this, in stand-up. Yeah. How, was, how was the relationship when you began comedy? Um, it was already sort of floating apart a little bit. And was he also a creative? Yes, he's a uh, he works. Um, he's an engineer for like recording artists. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like a sound engineer. Yeah. Oh, cool. So um, he works at one of the studios. It's pretty close by. But he, um, what was I going to say? Uh, that was you said you were starting to float apart. Start to float apart. Um, oh God, what was I? I was I had a train of thought that I was going to go there. Like, how, like were you were you aware of your how you guys were like? Because like, so what we've had to learn is like the, how, just how we communicate differently. You know, it sounds so easy to say, but like you don't know you don't know how other people speak and and absorb until they're not listening to you. Like, not, I'm not saying they're not listening like actively when they just don't get what you're, you you mean. And we, it happens with us all the time where I'm like, no, 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 like I'm showing, that's how I'm showing you my love, the love languages. I'm right, right, right. And she's like, what the fuck? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you do that. But I'll still, I still have to come home with flowers even if that's not exactly what she needs. I'm still like, but I'm showing you. And that's like, dogs are so stupid, right? That they just know how to show you the bone. Cats know how to show you the dead mouse they caught. I would call that smart. It's, 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 it's so primitive, but that's how it, like, it would boil down to like, man, it's like, I brought home bison. Eat it. It's, it's very gender. That's the sound bite from this. <laughs> Eat my bison. Eat it. But it's, and it's kind of like, yeah, okay. Like that's, that's what a very simple thing of like, like a get like gifts are, I think a simple way that men and, and again, I'm not just saying all men are this way, but like me at least it's like, I'm showing you like, yeah, our dinner, I brought groceries. Yay. And then I'm sure you appreciate it. But anyway, my point was, is that sometimes you, we, I've learned so much because this has been the first relationship that like you were able to like pick things apart. Everything else was kind of just like i'll call it superficial or just like short-lived so you don't really get to know um what well, you, you don't do. have yeah you don't do the work on understanding your own communication style versus your partner's communication style and having to like teach yourself to speak a new language yeah you know if you're not if it doesn't come naturally to you their thing and was that something that you were aware of in your first in your marriage no we didn't fight Ever. We have still not to this day had a fight. And that's bad. That's even, not a good thing. Even all throughout the divorce? Nope. Wow. I did it all myself. I like went down to the court. I did all the paperwork. I just wanted it to be as easy and smooth as possible. And the whole, I think the lesson to be learned from all of this is don't try to save your partner from hurting them with your, with your truth because it doesn't work out in the end. It, you still end up going down town LA and going <laughs> filling out your own Wait, paperwork. Wait, that sounded really like, uh, uh, like really smart. And I don't know if I absorbed all of it. Okay. Don't, okay. Say it again. Don't ruin your partner by um, don't, don't try and save them. Right. Don't try to protect them by hiding your true self. So, like, you're saying you didn't want to save him by 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 pretending to, that the relationship was okay. I didn't want to. Uh, well, I did want to. That's the problem. Is that that's what it kept going and kept going. We're like neither one of us would say what was on our mind about it, and then. Then we talk later about it. it. wasn't a fight, but then you'd be like, "Yeah, well, I always had this thing that I thought that I never." S-. I was like, well, "Why didn't you say something?" But it was, by then, it was kind of already too, too late. late. Yeah, well, yeah. I think you just drag it out longer. Yeah, I think, and I don't, I don't think we drag things out. But I have a hard time being honest, and I've been guilty in the past of um, of lying uh, 
uh, lying, uh, say, saying white lies just to make just to make her happy. Okay. Not like oh you look great in that, but like you know like we've talked about it in the past, but like just uh, you know almost like paraphrasing what I'm doing, or like I'll be or like or like just being like I'll be home soon it, when I know I'm like still like an hour and a half away. My stepdad always would do that. It's like just tell me what time you're gonna be home. But it's like the idea of you just in the moment you're doing whatever you can to just make the other just person happy, piece, and yeah. it's not necessarily right, but it's like but you're you have the kind of like an altruistic intention where you're like I've just like so so we've we've kind of had to deal with i think um working on uh, our truths being honest with each other but but also not being hurtful you know what i mean does that make sense yeah because it's like it's important to be honest but also like you know we're all we're all damaged people so like i can i put it this way tasha's you know you're you're pretty like ocd and you're like very neat and you know where you like everything and so like if something's wrong You'll tell me, but I'll, in the past at least, I would like immediately defend why something was the way it was because it wasn't about winning. It was about, you know, wanting to let you know that I wasn't trying to be an asshole. So whenever like if you if you like wonder why I did something a certain way, it's like my first response is I'm not an asshole. I have a reason behind all that. Whereas I should just be like, okay. That's I hear yeah, you yeah, exactly, but that's so hard to just hear someone when you want to just def- you do want to defend yourself. You want to be like, this is why I did it. You know, there's a reason why I said this or didn't say that. But then the other person's like, well, I don't want to hear your fucking reason. Like, yeah. I just don't do it. <laughs> and then sometimes, and then that next level is like, um, is like a. Uh, Tuesday, we, we had we had conflicting events where, like, uh, this, this might be a bad example because it's in the future and I haven't made up my excuse as to why I have to cancel the stand-up <laughs> show yet. But I'm on a stand-up show, but I'm also about to leave town. And Tasha got tickets to The Lion King, which is a screener. I can invite somebody else. It is not no. a big deal. No. It's a group of people going... It will be perfectly fine. No, but that's the point. Is it's it, it's it would be my, right now, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's a trap. So, so, the, so the idea is like do so like I can. If I decide to cancel the stand-up show, it would I'd have to make sure not to do the guilt, which would be inherent in me to do. To be like, babe, I canceled the show for you. Right. I did this for you. And that's that's me bringing the bison back. Look what I have for you. <laughs> I canceled the show for you. And then it's like, well, fuck you. You know what I mean? And just you can just see how that wouldn't go well. But that's like the... that. But you know, Tasha, right? Like that's the... If you did something... If you would like had to put your something aside for me, you know... You probably would want me to know if, especially if I'm not sharing that gratitude. Does any of this make sense? Yeah, I just rambling a little bit. <laughs> I just think that you shouldn't do what you don't want to do. That's the bottom line. And if if you don't want to, if you can't go to this, then don't go. Otherwise, yeah. if, you, if you're gonna feel resentful about it, I don't care if you need like, to honor your commitments. I wish that you had written your commitments on a calendar before you told me <laughs> that you could go. <laughs> but I understand. No, it's no, not no. A big deal. And it, I've explained to you that it's not a big deal. No, no. But that's the thing is that I do want to go. This is my, this might not be the best example because I do want to go to the movie because I do want to do the quality time before I have to leave town. If I wasn't leaving town, maybe it would be a different scenario because I was like, why would I? I'm, I'm very like, I cherish my stage time because it does. It's not something that you just get. But I'm like, all right. So am I really gonna bust my ass to go do some eight or nine minute set in front of maybe a couple of people? That's at the dime. It's it's a right. good spot or it's not. You just never know. Right. And then it, versus what in in return would be like a five or six hour date night together at a cool thing. That we get to do together. I have to choose, and I choose, and I choose the date night. I've already made that choice. Um, I just need to tell the guy. The good news, you can totally reschedule that show like in a hot second, and yeah. he'll be totally fine with it. And 
I'll, I'll take your spot. Just Please, take my spot. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we look alike. And yeah, so anyway, but the Same point here. is, is I still, even though I know, I, I'm working it out with you, Tasha, even though I know that that's what I choose to do because that's more important to me to go with you and have the quality time, I still have to make sure I'm not a dick. And, and and still rub it in your face. That's yeah. a, that's a thing. That's and that's like that's like with that, that's something you have to know is within yourself. The 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 chance to um to have that guilt you give others. And when you do something for somebody else, when the in the Catholic Church, you, that that's the Catholic guilt. You do something for someone else and then have bitterness if they don't immediately like appreciate you for it. That's just what happens. Well, resentment yeah. will burn burn you up. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's not good. You can't carry that. So I'm just saying I'm I'm aware of it. I don't have it presently, but I'm aware of it. I like I'm aware of that dark side of like, you know, whatever. It feels a lot uh like it's here, you guys. <laughs> like, do I feel resentful? No, I'm just kidding. Like yeah. it's definitely the 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 issue is still uh of in the, lingering in the air over well, here. Well, this is a future issue, so that's why yeah, it's a Yeah, we have still haven't worked it out. out. No, but I'm yeah. like I I may I I was given the choice and I made and I made the decision and I was up to me to not be an asshole about it but also you to realize that I did make that decision but uh, but again <laughs> I'm being an asshole about it not even trying to I'm being an asshole not even trying to but the point is it's like if and you know you might see this in relationships with like like a young mother's at home all day watching the kid and then the guy the dad comes home and then he's you know wants dinner and she's like are you fucking you know how hard I'm working you know what I mean there's just so many things can happen in a relationship that build that that calloused bitterness mm-hmm. and it's like you and, and you guys didn't even your relationship you didn't even fight but like were, were you feeling that I of? was feeling like I wasn't getting what I wanted and he probably was feeling the same way and neither one one of us wanted to hurt the other one's feelings He's a very sensitive person, and I can be very uh, insensitive sometimes. Like I'm not, I'm not a particularly empathetic person. I, I think, it, and I always thought it was kind of a good thing. I don't want to be taken on your sadness or whatever, but um, I don't know if that's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. I'm a totally empathetic person, and it can be detrimental. Absolutely, like it can be like really annoying to right. have to feel everybody else's feelings. No, yeah, it's not something you want to. But have. in general, no. I think it's you can, you don't have to be empathetic to be conscientious. Yeah, you know there there is like a sort of analytical way to be to go about it. But I can't read someone's mind. That's a thing. Yeah. He could read a mind perhaps, and he would know something was wrong, but he would never bring it up. I had no idea anything was wrong in his mind. I just knew that I wasn't getting things that I wasn't. You know that I wanted. Oh, so you so you weren't able to give him what he was missing because he wasn't asking for it, and you're not a mind reader. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Now let's jump forward to your current relationship. Like, how's that communication with it's like? Excellent. He, um, I can say anything to him, and I could, yeah, I could probably say anything to my ex too, but it would have gone over differently. Um, he, we don't live together though, so it makes it a lot easier. Oh, that sounds like a dream. <laughs> It is a dream. It sounds like it's a the dream. best. I don't have any desire to live with another person anymore. I just, I really enjoy just going home, not having somebody playing Xbox in their underwear. Yeah. And, you know, like I don't have to ask whether or not you were on a, you have a job coming up or whatever. I just, you know, you go and be mysterious, and I'm going to be mysterious in my apartment and just do my thing. And we each have two cats that separately of each other and. There's no way we're going to bring four cats together. So we've <laughs> sort of done that, I guess, maybe on purpose. Here's why, but Tasha. You, you're, here's why you're full of shit, Tasha. What? We because we, we were we weren't living together when we were dating, and it was very hard. Yeah, but it, it was really only because you lived far. You could How live. Far away you do could you guys live, live like down the road, and that might be nice for you so to you, have. You your need own place. me in the next building over. You need me in <laughs> case there's a spider. That's a great way. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sometimes. It's just nice to have your own personal space. And I do, like, a super hypocrite here because I've lived with ex-boyfriends, but 
I, I think that it can be complicated before you are married to live with somebody. I think it's, it's a new revelation that I have, but I think. Well, how could it be? Wouldn't it be complicated when you are married? Like, how does that change? Well, I think that when, once you are married, there's not, there's no longer like a sort of wondering and expectation of like what the next steps are. When you're just dating someone, even casually or seriously, you're like, and, and you're living together, you're like, are we going to get engaged? Right. When is this going to happen? What's the next level? Like there's all of this unknown and it's so sticky to unwind. I think for a woman though, you're automatically up. just sort of like, we're going to get married now. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, why am I That's sharing like a, a deposit logical, with you? Yeah. It's a logical next step, right. but that might not be happening on your timeline. No. And, and then if you don't feel like waiting that, yeah. any longer, mm-hmm. like then you have to throw all their stuff out. <laughs> That's happened you to know? me too. Yes. It, it's like, it's very complicated. Yes. But like, I don't know. I, there are certainly benefits to living together. Number one being financial, especially yes. if you live in a city like yeah, New York or God, LA. Yeah. I'll say this because I, I could totally like live on my own. Like I'm not saying I'm like super clean and want to be in a studio with you. We, we've, what, what we've done is we've like faced, I think, our greatest challenge by living here. It's a really tight space. I mean, it's nice. We've you done definitely learn a lot about somebody when you move in. You yes. But if you're already married, then like you just learn to deal with them. But I'm saying if, if, if we're able to like, you got dog hairs all over. If, if we're able to like live in a place where you get your she shed and I got my garage. And, like, I, yeah, you, but like we've, it's almost like we've put ourselves, you as an introvert and me as a loud person, we have put ourselves in this sort of like boiling pot of like, fa- like we're, this should fail. You know what I mean? <laughs> this should fail. We're in our podcast studio slash kitchen slash window area. Yeah. It's nice. What are we doing here? You yeah, know how do I mean? you get away from each other? Do you take a bath? That's it? Well, we both work. Okay. We've right. been busy. And I think some of our big, some of our biggest problems come when the work dries up. And that's just a freelancer's lifestyle. Whereas, like, you know, I think when we're – or when one person's working, the other's not. We're not always on the same schedule. But we're afforded the chance to pretty much travel whenever we want. Yeah. I mean, whenever we want. We, we do – I mean, we could not have corporate jobs and travel the amount that we do. Not that it's been crazy recently, but, you know, we can and will – be getting out there. We take long, you know, big, you know, breaks for see our family and this and that. So this, so this place, the beauty is that we can just leave it and then come back a month later, turn the lights on, and it's just ready to go. I mean, it really is. This is like the best bunker of all time. I would love to keep this if we moved somewhere else. In the, I mean, it'd be great. Yeah, right? you could just always have it to come to. But also, get away like, from the other person. You know, yeah. <laughs> we started looking at houses. We call it the doghouse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm, so I'm in the doghouse. <laughs> my buddy Channing, you might, I don't know if you know Channing, he's a comic. Yeah. He, he uh, watches the dogs here, and he loves it. He gets to come because he's girlfriend. You know, he gets to come here, get writing done. He's got the TV to himself because he lives with his girlfriend and three other roommates. Exactly. He so, wants, so he wants to get away from her yeah. and them the and come here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to hang up a blanket right here if I'm like cooking bacon because I don't want to like <laughs> smoke around. No, it's, it's the whole thing. I didn't mean to make this about our living situation. But because the Patreon, we're buying a house. We got a big Patreon following. Donating. We started looking at homes because we're trying to, you know, just start looking. Because like you kind of said when you told a friend that you wanted to do stand up, I think it's important to like. Just go through the motions of what you want. Start to know the lingo. Now we know what a Jane's fucking cottage is. <laughs> what is that? It's just a it's, a... it's a cool... It was this architect something Jane, or Jane's, um, and he had a goal of, like, designing a thousand houses in Los Angeles, and he didn't reach that goal, but um, he made a bunch of, of houses in, like, the Altadena, Pasadena area, and there's this one whole village that's full of Jane's cottages that he designed, and they have a signature, like... 
sunken tub. Mm. So instead of the tub being raised where you like have to step over, you like step down into the tub. So all the houses have this. And they're just cute and historical and they look like little cottages. That's really cool though. And I think with like the law of attraction, you have to see what is a possibility. You're into that? I, you have You're to into be. that? You know, I, oh, and, <laughs> I was, and you too. We both have really fallen out of the practice. But when I first made the leap, the, I read The Secret in college right before I quit college yeah. and lived and stayed in New York. Um but I, I think it's really important. And when you're practicing it, it's crazy the sort of things that you can truly bring into your life. I was listening to Esther in my car on the way here. Esther Hicks, it's, it's for people who don't know who it is. Yeah, I'm like a big, 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 big... I don't know who that is. Fan? You don't? No. Let me listen. Abraham um, Hicks, Esther Hicks. Um, it, okay, so in The Secret, they I think... It's been so long since I've seen the movie. And by the way, when I saw it and when I um, heard about the book, I was just like, this sounds insane. I am not ready for this at all. It sounded so foo-foo. Right, exactly. I'm like, fuck that. Um, But now, um, okay, so Esther Hicks, she channels someone that she calls Abraham. This is where it gets weird and you kind of just have to look past it. So Abraham is just sort of like this current of um, energy of just like people, personalities in the non-physical realm, right? And so she speaks, you know, to... People are in the physical realm, like you and me, and and um, she, through her, it, they give advice, you know, or like whatever. They give all the spiritual stuff that goes into their books, and so um, she does seminars. They do cruises, and so so the, she knows that she's got the behind the scenes non-human spirits. Yeah, she's tapped into like a spirit guide, basically. Yes. Exactly. So you know about it, but how do you not know about it? She knows about it. Well, I, don't, I don't know about it, but I know about someone similar, and there's a book over there on the shelf, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's a lady. It's the same story, and she has somebody, I think, whose name is Francine, Okay, who's like her spirit guide. Right. That's, and, you know, she sort of preaches the same stuff. But um, my, can, I, can I just say yeah, my thought with, it, with the with the um, the secret is that I did like it, but it, for me it felt like a gateway to like a deeper knowledge of how to self actualize. So the secret's like you know whatever you want, just ask for it and it'll come. And that's you know it's obviously a little deeper than that. But it's a practice. There's way more and to it though. That's what's important. Is like it, it's like going to the gym. Just the same way that, like, keeping your emotions in check is like going to the gym. You have to practice positivity. You have to practice attraction. You have to practice manifestation. And it doesn't come easy if you've been out of shape and not doing it That's for the true. past 20 years. And the years. way to get, stay in shape is to lead with love and love what you do because if you love what you do that's the that's just the most powerful frequency no one's like oh i want to kill all my enemies like that's that's not that's a psycho law of attraction thing to do (laughs) but to be like i want to be up there in front of the lights because i love making all them laugh and i can visualize that happening and then you start working towards it and keep that mind and us looking at the james cottage and knowing that like who knows maybe the podcast maybe stand up who knows what it'll be our you know our royal caribbean photo shoots who knows what it'll be that gets us to live in that place but when you do things that you love like talking through the microphone and sharing our story and meeting guests that's as simple as it is way better than trying to make money doing something you don't love well it's definitely higher frequency yeah when you set your intention to where you kind of where you want to project yourself in the future and then you follow your emotions if it feels bad to do it you don't want to do it and it's probably not going to get you to where you want to go if you feel good about it then you can move in that direction and little by little you'll get there so you're ready to be ready to be ready to be ready 
Are you our spirit guide? Is that what this is? I think this is what's happening. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'll be passing around the plate in a minute. So. so how do we? What should we work on? You should just go. Just type in on YouTube. I found. I sound like I'm making money from this, which I am so not. I, I just paid two hundred and fifty dollars to go see her, like not that long at ago. At a at like a live seminar. Yeah. In long. Uh, where was it? It was in uh, somewhere in Los Angeles. Oh, it was near the airport. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it was, and it was really cool. But you can literally type in. Es- you don't even have to type in her last name. Just type in Esther and what don't care what people think of me esther feeling bad about myself esther you know positive vibe you know and and i mean just it comes up it's all this free like probably 15 minute little segments and then she'll just she's she's talking to someone else in the audience that she's picked from a seminar they've recorded it and all of it will just sort of like address everything that's going on in your head all the questions yeah no it's amazing and i do it constantly and i'm it's i'm i'm addicted i don't even listen to the radio anymore so you just listen to her youtube clips or does she have a podcast she has no she doesn't have, i don't think she has a podcast i just listen to her youtube clips um i just bought her book called um asking it will be given um and i just started and it sort of uh that sort of breaks down like how to release resistance because you may be wanting something but if you have res- resistance about it like if you don't think you're going to actually get it you don't believe it you're t- some that's chatter in your head yeah, yeah let's yeah, talk about like this yeah, yeah. Can, you, right. can we go in on this a little bit so yeah. like how so how would that work so like say we wanted uh just success and to buy a home there was there's resistance that doesn't believe that we can we don't believe we can do that or like a, a secret sort of like shame that makes you think like oh I I, I want my name in lights but I actually don't want my name in lights because then there will be too much imposter scrutiny. Sy- imposter right. syndrome is a big deal. Or like maybe your parents told you that you weren't good enough. Or um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I was told that. Th- yeah, me. I mean, we've all been told that make it. you have to like not listen to those voices. And um, what was I going to say about that? I took a little bit of an edible before I came here, so yeah. if I forget about <laughs> what I'm saying, and sometimes that's why. Yeah. That's the secret. That is the right secret. There. That's it. Edible. Yes. No, but it's it's interesting because you you can only do the best you can do in the moment, and you need to you need to have like a higher sort of frequency, a god. Or oh, I know what love. it was. If you're thinking about it like I don't have it. I want it. I don't have it. I want it. All you're doing is sending out into the universe according to this is the vibe of I don't have it. So everything that you put out there, whether you want it or not, is going to come back to you. So the vibe of you not having it, that's what the universe is going to give back to you. You not having it. Interesting. So you have to put out that I deserve this. Yeah. I have this. I'm exactly. going to get this. You have to get excited about it before it, it positive. comes. Yes. You talk about that with mantras. That well, you should always oh, like say a positive I, mantra and it should never have a negative. Never, oh, yeah. ever, ever. I am enough. I have enough. I want to share it all day oh, long. I like that. All day long. It's a hard one. It's hard to say that you're enough. You guys, People will break down saying that shit. Look, I have goosebumps. Goosebumps. Ooh, there it is. You are enough. I know. It's coming and through. And then share Our it. Our spirit guys <laughs> here. Isn't that all we want to do as comics is share it? It's yes. all we want to do is share. It's like, I got a bit. It's going to make you laugh, and it's and it's going to raise the mood. I used, always used to give credit to my friend who is um, a singer-songwriter, and she would play at the bitter end, which is where Lady Gaga got her start. It's on it's on Bleecker in New York. It's this amazing like little like intimate rock place. You've been there, right? The bitter end. And anyway, she was talking about how that through her music, and sounds kind of heady to talk about, but she was like, I can change the frequency of the room. Absolutely, you can. Yeah, you can. Abs- you could do that just by walking into a room, but for sure with music, you can do it to yourself. You can do it to a room. And, yeah, and that's what we do as comics. Yeah, and again, and yeah. And 
it's like, well, comics will be the first one to punch each other in the head if you ever say it. it's like my <laughs> art form or I change the frequency of the room. Like, all right, mm, fag, I you know, know, exactly. But it's it's true. It's like you leave there and your face hurts a little bit and it's a good. Well, our it's Mimosa show has like, been so well received by people because yeah. we, we play good music. We get good vibes. We get sauced up on mimosas. We do an hour, hour and a half of jokes. more than anything, everybody's having a good time. Good you guys people. are having a good time yeah. and then the audience is having a good time. And there's no resistance. Contagious. There's no resistance. There's nobody going, oh, God, what's going to happen now? You yeah. Know, I, yeah. Anything that you're doing that's creative, it, you know, even modeling, it's something creative. You're making a, a higher frequency. You're yeah. not just sitting Do on the couch Do you have any resistance in, in modeling where you don't? Um, no, I don't think so. But the, what comes to mind right now is just that it's as simple as that for, like, your workplace. You know, like how, how moods are so contagious, like the boss walks in and she's in a bad mood and then suddenly everybody's on edge and like it, it makes the whole day bad. That's a practice, though. You have to be able to like keep yourself stable. Yeah, you, you LA, have to you have be to... like the one light that's just barely flickering, holding on, trying to light up everybody else. And do you meditate? Do you... No. Do you meditate? Listen, <laughs> I am enough. I am not enough to meditate. It's not that hard. I, I have not. before, and I think, and I and I and I agree that it's good. And I, my resistance is, and it's not a laziness. It's it's just like the resistance to meditate is so strong. It is so strong to sit down, and we do it. We're addicted to the. I TV. can't even sit down and like get on the foam roller or stretch, and it's four feet away. You can't. And we were gonna do it the other <laughs> night. We were, we were gonna sit down and like get some rope and like and like sit down like. It's next, like you can know it's good for you to eat a vegetable, but that still doesn't mean that you're gonna pick the vegetable but this over is the, the pizza. This is this stuff. This conversation was meant to happen. It for cushions us. the blow of the rest of the day if you do it because all of your. I'm sounding like Esther Hicks now. I'm, I wish. So I'm about to. Tune in to Esther You Hicks. absolutely have to. If, if you start your day, okay, so when you're sleeping, your resistance stops. That's why she says, if like you're having a really shitty thought, you can't just automatically just go like, oh, now I'm going to go to this amazing thought. You can't get there from there is what she says. You ha- go take a nap because your mind stops, right? All those little, the momentum that's going on with these shitty thoughts are, are going to stop. And so when you wake up first thing in the morning, momentum has stopped before you check your phone, before you look at your email, before you start making plans. What I just do is I sit up and yeah, sometimes I procrastinate and I just lay in my bed because I don't want to sit there for 20 minutes or 15 minutes. But then I do it. I put the headphones in. I put whatever binaural beats or whatever. And I sit there and I just try and focus on just looking at the thoughts going past my brain and then going, okay, that's a thought. Let that keep going going and then just sort of sit in the space where you're like I'm not I'm not a, I'm not my body I am in the body and then for 15 minutes you do that and then for the, I swear to god for the rest of the day it just softens everything well at the very least it teaches you that you can just swipe on a thought yep you can just thank you next because it's very thank hard to practice yes like I for as an example the other day I had a fitting where a designer um, that I haven't worked with in a really long time um, because some people just moved around categories said something to me I had tried on two or three dresses maybe and they were all tight in the hips and she was like are your hips big oh my god and you know, it made me really upset for a lot of reasons, but mostly just like, that's freaking rude. And like, I wouldn't have this job if my hips weren't exactly your spec. So like, yeah. lady, these dresses came in tight and that's perfectly plausible. Jealous, um, <laughs> meanwhile, the, you know, all the, the next dresses all were like massive in the hips. But like the, the point was, is that it just made me really mad. And there's another girl that fits there that's in eating disorder recovery and she's very open about it and she's doing very well. But I was like, if you had said that to her, 
Oh, know, man, she would have gone to the deep end. I was yeah. seething for the next 20 minutes. You can't engage in it, though. You yeah. have to just oh, let it go. No, of course not. Yeah. I, models aren't allowed to talk. Oh, well, but like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> even just emotionally or yeah. mentally, you can't engage. But the point was that, like, I, you know, I was sort of proud of myself that it only took 20 minutes That's for great. me to, like, chill out. And then we were laughing and having a good time. Yeah. But, um, but... 20 minutes is still a long time. And, and we have been reading the Perfection Detox, and they talk about this same sort of, like, thank you next idea, um, but not in, like, the, a meditative way, but just as a replacement thought. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's so difficult to say, enough on that thought. I'm going to think about something else Completely now. different, though. Yeah, a distraction yeah, thought. Yeah, shiny, or like shiny, look at this. Complete over opposite, here. Yes, you know? Yeah. But it can be done, and it gets easier with practice. 20 minutes so, is great. Yeah, just a little meditation every day, practicing. Well, let's, 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 uh, Thank you next on a thought, I'm and I'll you. take the next one. That's let's exactly agree to right. some things then right now, because we know, Tasha, we spend 20 minutes in bed on our phones when we wake up. We know we do that. And we know that these veggies for the soul would be good for us. Do 15 minutes, one time a day. Or five. Let's start with You baby can start step. with five, yeah. Could we start with five minutes before... Now, the pro- here's the problem. Is I would just go right back to sleep. <laughs> just make sure you set your timer so you're not thinking like, yeah. I, I, sometimes you do. you got to sit up. Otherwise, you're going to fall asleep. But, you know, you can so we. So here's what we should do. Deal. Here's what we should do. Tasha likes to set a bunch of, like, timers for snoozes. So oh, yeah. Like 17. I do the same thing. So if, if you have to wake I up. I can't trust myself. We would live well together. <laughs> I'll move out. Timer's if going you want. off all the time. I'll move out. I'll move in with your boy. It's time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> She's allergic to cats. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Lucky you. So, uh, if, t- if, if, t- if, we, if you had to wake up at 6.30, you can set that alarm, and then you can set like a 6.45 alarm when you actually have to get out of bed, and just consciously try to stay up without being on your phone and not be snoozing going to bed. Is that a good idea? Is that what you would recommend? Yeah, just sit up in your bed. You don't even have to get out of bed. Sit up in your bed, prop yourself up in a comfortable position. Either just do it if it's quiet, or you can put the headphones in and just listen to like a sound of like, you know a stream or something you know something that I have like a bunch of those noise apps exactly so you just focus on that noise and then when a thought comes into your head let it go focus back on the thing that thought comes back and you just keep doing that but what is your focus back on the thing do you have a mantra or something that you try and stay in touch with or is it really just about like letting it letting all the thoughts pass by yeah I I wouldn't mind having a mantra sometimes I have to like knock myself back into meditation by saying something like I'm not a body I'm in the body but um, no I don't really have a mantra I just try to like listen to like whatever the sound is that I'm listening to water dripping or whatever and then just picture myself in like inside my head and let you know and there's nothing in there and then something's in there and then there's a whole bunch of thoughts and then it's like a river and then I just let them keep going here's the thing the the the, the human mind wasn't built for today's world right it used to be you'd have to mow the lawn and you didn't have bluetooth headphones so you'd spend 40 minutes to your thoughts or in the shower like the shower is the last place we have and a lot of people have uh, you know like you know like waterproof bluetooth speakers in the shower oh you know what God. I mean they even I saw a, a shower curtain the other day where you can put your iPad it's like you oh know how the shower God. curtain like there's like a pocket on the outside for you to put your iPad or put your phone, <laughs> and then you, because it's plastic, you can touch through the screen, so you can literally it's on the outside of your shower curtain, but you can watch your and the iPad. Guys, like oh porn, yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. the other day, Tasha, a couple of weeks ago, Tasha's like, we got to get a TV in the in the bathroom. bathroom. And I go, because every go, time I 
I love to soak in the tub. Yeah. Just as like detox, Epsom salts, Me like too. chill out. Yeah. And I was, but I bring my iPad in there so I can watch a show and then I like put it on like a little stand. That's and watch. nice though. Yeah. Well, because otherwise I just don't have the patience. Alone with my thoughts is the most uncomfortable place. <laughs> but I always say so, that's like, where you need to be. In there, I'm like, I gotta get out that's of the That's where tub. you need to be. No. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, you just need to sit in the tub. For I an know. Hour. I know. I gotta go run up the hills. I gotta go on this hour long run. I gotta do it once a week. I gotta go do it. I know I have to do it. I try not to listen to a podcast when I do. I try to listen to music just because it it it, it gives me a little more freedom. You right. Know? And as comics, you can't if you're always into an audio book, you'll never have a your an original thought of your own. Like I have to remind myself to be like, all right, Dave, enough sports talk radio for the day. I'm addicted. I'm an old man. I listen to sports talk radio. <laughs> I listen to podcasts all day long at my side gigs, and I have to be like, no, no, no. Now's the time to just let your kid brain just dance around. And we don't give people the chance to do that anymore. The phone's nonstop. I mean, you're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. It's a never-ending pit. If we could just wake up and just honestly just think about all the things we have going for us. I mean, we've just got back into it. We're reading The Perfection Detox. The first chapter was about rumination and how you need to stop ruminating all the mm-hmm. negative thoughts, the 80,000 you have all day. And that's like what you said about how like you'll when you, when you, when you, when you have like a negative limitation or like I want that, but I don't have it yet. You're you're not in a healthy way reinforcing what it is you actually desire. And we've done a good job about about attracting a lot of abundance into our life recently. We got a new sponsor that's about to happen with the podcast. We'll awesome. announce it soon. We have some good things that just came out of nowhere. Well, it sounds like you do a lot of gratitude stuff too, mm-hmm. and that's another way to do it too because yeah. you're focusing on just like what do I have? This is and, and you feel grateful for the things you have, and then the universe goes, oh, you want some more of that? All right, there you go, boom. Yeah. And totally. it's as simple as that. It's that simple. But L.A., and I, and I learned my, one of my triggers, we're learning in the perfection detox, is being on social media, especially Instagram, when I'm bored at my side gig. Because I'm at my side gig, which is not where I want to be, and then I'm looking at all the comics producing their great things, and I'm feeling <laughs> like shit. And it's not, and I just have to be aware that that's going to happen. I'm not, I, I don't, I can't torture myself and be like, no, just like, don't do it. And I'll you catch myself. You know, I saw last night, um, we were in the Uber on a way to a friend's party and it was a car full of people and somebody was showing us something on Instagram on their phone. And when they were showing it to us, a pop-up happened that said, you've been on um, Instagram or was it screen time? I think it was Instagram specific. One hour, I five minutes today. And, like, I have, like, a screen time alert that happens once a week, but I don't have the pop-up that tells you, like, I think you, you there are settings on there your is. phone where you can say, like, I only want to max, I want to max at an hour on social media. And so you can set an alert, and then, like, the alarm goes off and lets you know, like, okay, you hit your max. Yeah, because yeah, it's, too, it's too easy for, like, 16 hours to go by, and you're still scrolling and getting jealous of other people's but my, yeah. Mine could be four minutes in. Mine could be four minutes in. If I click on the wrong people... I'll just I'll just get angry and I, and I'm doing my own thing and I'm I'm producing my own content writing and all these things so but it's like I don't need to put myself through that and I need to learn how to steer away from that. And so I do. And it doesn't happen so much with Facebook. It's, a, it's, it's, it's really on Instagram. Instagram I mean, yeah. They just show you all these fucking people that are getting into the festivals I was rejected. I showed Tasha this, this old lady got in this festival I was rejected from. I'm like, are you kidding me? That, that was the hackiest comic I've ever met in my life. That's always how it is with those stupid festivals. Oh, it's a and fucking Flagstaff. It's a good festival. I spent $49. She's giving it away. <laughs> He's very She's angry about this, clearly. I'm triggering yeah. myself. But the point is, is that I have to be aware of that, and then I have to start preaching gratitude. And it's like, and and if we, and if we're coming off like like we're practicing that, it's because we need to. Because I I used to do that. 
before I got into stand-up, and I just slowly became bitter. And I'm aware of it. And it's like, okay, I can't change the way I was, but I need to know I'm ready to make some money doing this. I'm ready to attract audiences and, and be a top podcast and be a voice that people are, are ready to listen to because that's, that's where we're at. And it's coming. It's all, it's all happening. I don't think I have any limitations with that. I think I just had this like, well, you got to do it 15 years before. You know what right. I mean? Like they, yeah, everyone yeah, tells yeah, sort of yeah, expectation. Sure. Yeah, exactly. A limiting thought. You're so right. Thank you so much for helping us with our limiting thoughts. <laughs> By the way, can I tell you one thing? Yeah. Is that, um, you posted this, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago. You posted something, and this is what I, I kind of knew that you guys were kind of maybe into this, because you wrote, I'm as excited for myself as I am for someone else having success. And that's huge. If you can have the same excitement for someone else as you uh, have for yourself when somebody succeeds, then that will success comes to you and I know that's really hard to do it is I don't but feel even if you can yeah. do it <laughs> exactly. well even if you can do it just a little bit like there's plenty even just this week one of my best friends she's like oh I have the I, I'm I have this gig she was asking me some advice I have this gig um it's a travel gig it sounded really cool and like I was a little jealous of course but I'm also really happy for her because she's just doing her thing. And you're allowed to feel both, Of course, I guess is my point. It's like you're allowed to feel like you don't have to necessarily be 100% perfect and happy for everybody else all the time. But, like, you can feel your feeling and then realize that's a little bit. Well, because she was kind of in competition with you. Like if my bro got if a bro like me like Maddie Shimbor got like on on a show I'd be like, oh, that's that's we're in the same category but if Heather Turman gets a gig I'm like oh good for her she's a female lesbian. no but even know. with somebody that is maybe in your category although I don't even think of that that way I never heard about this job I wasn't up for this job but um you know it's like I can be a little bit like envious but then be like. That's a silly thought. That's so dope for my friend. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, Tasha and Nikki, how do you get over that feeling where you where you do you know where you acknowledge you're going to be a little envious because you're you're all of your friends work the same gigs as you. It's not like other jobs where like everyone's got their own secure job. If you didn't get it, one of your friends got it. T is on the fitness magazine. You, meet, you know, there's different. You all know each other. You go through. I check want online. my friends to succeed. I know, but you, but you do, but then, but when you see your friend succeed, you might feel like you're not keeping pace. And how do you overcome that feeling? How do you overcome feeling that like everyone's running a little bit faster? Maybe you your have to has remember, you have to remember constantly and remind yourself that your path is probably going to be extremely different. And there's a million different ways to get to the mm-hmm. same place that we all want. You kind of have to, to put to. your blinders on. You like do. A race you absolutely like, do. This isn't my thing. You know, it, it, Nikki, whenever Tasha, whenever Tasha feels like someone else, and again, and I do it all the time with comedy, where I'm like, someone else is just getting all these things, and I'm not. Whenever Tasha feels like someone else is like getting something, and she's not, I'm like, she's she's the she's gotten more jobs. Whenever I know people that like model and do all these things, I'm like, they they get like one job of their life. Right. Tasha, every week she's like, oh, I'm doing this shoot, this, or next week I'm doing this, or my day's so packed, like the stress comes from too much. It's like you need a clone, is what you need. <laughs> but like it doesn't. I know it doesn't feel that way for you because you're still triggered on your success of trying to make all the different clients happy and it's a rat race where you got to run around and stand up all day and I get and I get all that to, to the extent that I, I try to at least but it's like you are you, yeah you work more than anyone I've ever known and I and I knew that before we started dating before we started dating I was like this chick's fucking she just you know she was in 
South, you know, Korea and then over and, you know, moving around. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm just, I'm just saying that it's like it's perspective because it's like you think, you know, sometimes I'm so in my head about like what I'm doing. And then like someone's like, dude, I loved what you did with so and so. And oh, you forget. Yeah. 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 You forget about you, your own it's accomplishments. It's so much easier to magnify times 100 negative things mm-hmm. or flaws and all of your successes get minimized. Absolutely. So tiny. And that's just something that I feel like comes naturally to every single person. Every person. But it can be undone with a little bit of practice. Just a little bit. Not mm-hmm. even a lot. A little bit. Nikki, I've mentioned this maybe four episodes in a row, but I'm chasing the high that I felt about a month ago when my car passed smog and it wasn't supposed to. <laughs> my car wasn't supposed to pass smog. That's amazing. I, I took the battery out. Okay, and, 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 and in order to pass smog at the DMV, it, it needed to have like something fixed in the transmission. It would cost me thousands. My mechanic's a genius. I took the battery out, 20 minutes, reset the check engine light, drove for 15 miles, didn't turn the air conditioning on, didn't turn it off, brought it into place. The guy goes, it ain't going to pass smog. You didn't drive it 40 miles, it ain't going to pass smog. He tests it, a minute later, pass smog. And I was like, <gasps> fucking right. And I'm driving home, put the air AC on. I, I keep on Did you know the it was going to pass? Like, no, I didn't know if oh. it was going to make it or not. And if it didn't pass, I can't re-register. I'm already like on the second, you know, I'm paying the the second tier amount where like you have to pay more because I didn't get it registered right away and all these things. And it's like, and and I'm like, I'm just chasing that high I felt when my car passed smog. Well, just keep that in your head of that feeling that you had when it first, when the news first came to you and then just focus on that even for a few minutes. Because then that will keep, the more things like that will come to you. Yeah, like if you could just bottle that feeling. You can though. Yeah. I mean, sort of. (laughs) Don't you get that though? you can remember. You can remember. Yeah, that's right. What's the the latest accomplishment you had, Tasha, where you you, you give yourself 20 minutes and then you're like, okay, but it's not going to be enough for the X, Y, and Z. And it's like, I know, but bottle this. Let's live in love in this. And it's sometimes it's so st- sometimes with comedy it's a $15 check or when when my my YouTube monet- monetized I spent the last year and a half my YouTube I hit the monetize button it finally broke $100 <laughs> and you don't get paid to subscribe to the YouTube please well, you don't get paid till it's at the $100 mark it's at like 116 now yeah killing it um, but I was like that's a deal to me that's cool like that was a cool moment that was like a, if I made that 100 bucks you know doing a side gig would have been nothing but I was like people watch my videos and it made money like what and I was like I have to talk that out to myself and to, to, I'll bounce it up Tasha I have to talk these stupid things out to be like isn't this cool you felt satisfied though super yeah. satisfied and that's a, that's a huge thing if you can just feel satisfied in the moment where you are and then even if you have to like go back and think about that thought then more satisfying things will come to you now having said that am I past at any of the major clubs not really but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know I'm working on it yeah but it's baby set it is you baby did great set. when I saw you the other night and I know you left before my set but let me tell you I had a good set too. You, where were we at flights Oh, that's right. Ago, yeah. I know. I'm sorry I missed your thing. No, no worries. Yeah, I no. wanted to see your set. I haven't seen you go up in a little while. I know. While. It's been a bit. It's been a bit. But um, no, you're doing great. And I think and I think the thing that I'm that I'm learning is that, and it's not, not I don't mean it's like, fuck the clubs, but like, I want to, I want, I just want to connect with my fans. And I, I don't, I say fans and I sound so stupid, but I want to connect with people that want to pay to see me tell jokes. Yeah. And in whatever form that is. And you don't need the comedy clubs for that. Like, sure, it's nice. You, that's where you need to work out your material. But it's like you see the people that, for whatever reason, get their podcast up the charts, top 100, and then they're playing little theaters. And the amount of money you can make when you take out that middleman is just absurd. So that's where – how do I ruminate on that positivity? How do I, how do I uh, uh, self-actualize the, the, the want for a bigger pool of people that I can do business with? That's a good question. I guess just focus on the on the, the feeling that you would have maybe if you did have it. Yeah, or maybe um, being like extra grateful for the tiny pocket of friends 
that do feel that way because we already, I mean, we put on a mimosa show once a month and just last night, Mike was saying, let us know about the next one. Oh my God, so much fun. Um, Sammy's roommate that we met at Mike Fest uh, was like, oh yeah, me and my, her boyfriend, husband, they definitely want to come. Let us know what the next one is. I mean, Vic shows up for for us every month, you know? We have the same people come every month. Oh yes, you need different comics all the time, huh? Oh yeah. No, but we have, I mean, they all bring new friends. Yeah, the next one's July 28th. Do you want to do it? Um, let me check my, uh, we'll we'll check check it and we'll figure it out. But if you can do it, come on, do it. Yeah, what day does it fall on? It's a Sunday. It's always at 1130 in the morning. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I don't usually book things on Sunday, but I will for you guys. But I'm saying like, so I know that I'm open. Okay, yeah. Well, we'll yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, okay. we'll, yeah, we'd love to have you. It'd be great. Cool. And, um, yeah, I think... But the I, point is, like, if you focus on the gratitude, instead of, like, the that you're missing, like, theaters full of people who feel that way, you already have... a a small handful of people that do. You're picking up momentum already in just like yeah. the short time that you've oh, been I'll, doing the I'll, show. And I'll, yeah, right? and I'll say this. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. It's not, I'm not like, oh, I wish I had that. Like, I just know that if we had that mimosa crowd in different pockets across the country, then we get the RV and we can bop, 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 bop and go do all that. And then this, in our little bunker here, we can seal it up. Dogs in the RV. We've got a little bit dune by. I, I dune saw an RV for sale today. That looks really oh, cool. Nice. I love that you guys are daydreaming, though. That's a really positive thing to do you aren't stopping yourself by uh your limiting well, thoughts. I, we, we all have friends that do it like actually when i uh, we, we'll get out of here in a second but with the when i did my stand-up class i did it with this girl named rebecca zamolo and um her her husband quit his accounting job so they could run their youtube and they have like a mansion <gasps> now they're they're giant youtube stars i love that That's and amazing. they never did they, she never ended up doing stand-up she never did oh. she, she never did the, the show she just did that first level class and but anyway they they were able to like Live it. So, like, you see, you know, they always say, like, you want to be a millionaire. If you have millionaire friends, you're, you have a higher chance of becoming a millionaire. Right. Just because, like, you see how it works. You you saw a makeup lady tie it all around who did comedy. Oh, you do stand-up? Okay. And then you got the info. And now that's, like, what we're talking about, where it's, like, we see people that have the podcasts that are doing doing the little shows across the country. And, like, yeah, we know we've got one or two fans in Montreal, but when that turns into 45 that's our flight there to do the shows and then you know and 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 it all kind of snowballs from there anyway so subscribe to the patreon everybody subscribe where, to them where can people find your stuff um i you know i haven't put anything up on really on youtube i need to do more of that so um you can just go on my instagram i really would love some more followers okay um i'm so. a, i call myself an influencer uh because <laughs> i have almost 1200 followers wow, wow. Oh, fancy. It's a theater up there. <laughs> well, we'll take a we'll, we'll take a nice photo for the for the Saps Instagram. That's the dot sap, and then we can uh, link link all of our. What's your Instagram you. handle? Nikki Davis Miller. N i c k y Davis. D a v i s m i l l e r. No caps, and then it's me sitting on a bench in per, in orange pants. In case you can't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, in case there, there are multiple. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I need to actually change my name, but yeah, for now it's Nikki Davis Miller, and I'm on a bench. Okay. Well, cool. thank you so much for doing the podcast. My God, thanks and for having I me. I didn't know we were going to get into like the spiritual me side either. of things, but I'm I love so that. happy we did. I want to show you this book that's on the shelf. Oh, oh yeah. What, what the, the perfection the, detox? No. Oh, because she wrote us back. She wants to be on the podcast. The author of the book. Oh my God. I told her we were doing it, and I was like a little nervous because our last episode was a car cast, so it's just us driving back from Palm Springs, microphones, talking shit. Love it. And you know we're ta- and, you know I can get, get crass, and we're ta- and I'm like in this. I'm just wondering if this author of this like nice book, <laughs> be, who the fuck are they? But she said she loved it. I think she actually was going to send us something because she asked for the address. But Ooh. anyway, um, we should send her some soap. Uh, we, <laughs> we make soap. Uh, but what were you going to say? Of course, you do. the book that you. 
Oh, I just I want to show you the lady, the book, uh, the spiritual spirit guide, Francine. Book. Oh, right, with Francine. Anything you want to promote, Tasha? Your um your bar classes that you're taking. No. You want people to come find you over there? <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> See me dripping sweat, shaking you do have my a, thighs, shaking. You do have a, a new stalker, right? <gasps> yeah, yeah. I've got somebody that's been bothering me the past few months, and then this week. I, I just posted about it on Facebook, like a little mini rant. So annoying. Two times this week, someone texted me and said, hey, is this Tasha? Like, no exclamation. No, like, um, punctuation or, like, capitalization. Hey, is this Tasha? And the first time it happened, whoever that was also called and FaceTimed me. That's and creepy. didn't leave a message. Like, if it's legit, somebody needs you. They'll tell you. They leave you a voicemail, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's weird. But then it happened again yesterday a few days later um hey is this tasha i don't like what's going on out there that people are uh, because there are plenty of reasons it could be legit right it could be a realtor that we met it could be you know there's plenty of ways that this is plausible and not a stalker a real person but, would say who they were right yeah like, like a everybody stop hey i'm blah 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 we met at yes. yada yada Especially do if you i have responded. the right number yes Everybody, Adam. stop texting Tasha at 310 <laughs> And um, I think that's the episode. Let's get out of here so we can uh, cook that bison I killed. Oh, sweet. Island. Thanks again so much yes, for doing the podcast. God, Come back anytime. Okay. And hopefully you can do the July 28th show. That would be wonderful. Amazing. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Well, that was it, folks. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you were able to. Well, if you're listening to this, you got through it. Um, the Again, I'm not talking about the content. I'm talking about the quality of my recording. I messed it up. I'm so sorry. Maybe you're listening going, hey, Dave, it wasn't that bad. It just sounded like I was on the phone with my mom. Okay, well, that's good enough. If our chat with Nikki sounded like you were on the phone with your mom, good for you. Don't forget to call your mom, your dad. I just found out today's my dad's birthday, my biological father, who would have been 72 today. He passed away six years ago. Would have been 72 today. So here's a special shout out if they have um, podcasts in heaven. Dad, please rate and review. Share it with God. <laughs> Share it with uh, some other people. And um, I, I, maybe you're listening somewhere. I don't really know how the afterlife works, um, but I hope you are in a place of happiness. And I hope everyone listening is in a place of happiness. Thanks again so much for listening and for all of your hard work in making each and every one of us kind of become a better person version of ourselves that's what we're trying to do say some positive mantras go out there if you're around july 28th come to the mimosa stand-up show laugh your ass off oh if you're in portland i want to be doing shows in portland oregon um july i think 18th to the 22nd i'm doing seven shows with jay hollingsworth i'll get your free tickets if you guys are in portland oregon um i don't know is anyone out there in portland anyway folks thank you thank you thank you for listening to this episode have a great week